Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show, and we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. This particular story has been a confusing one for me, a very, very confusing one, and I'll tell you why. Uh, this is a story that I've heard kind of in passing, and I've been it's been very hard for me to kind of pinpoint the exact place that I heard it from. Um, recently, just this, was it? No, this afternoon, I was listening to Too Raw for Sports. If you guys don't know him, check out his channel. I think he has a great uh, channel there. Check out his stuff there, but he was talking about it. And I was like, but I've heard somebody else talk about this, right? And I was trying to trying to string it all together. And I was able to kind of, you know, put b- bits and pieces of it together. So all of you guys know who Malika Andrews is. We, all of you guys are fully aware of her now, at least you've, at least if you've been watching uh, this platform here. She works for ESPN. You guys know who she is. Um, you know her. You also know about the WNBA. I'm assuming a good majority of you guys know this. Um, you know about the shop. LeBron James's show and all of this stuff. So essentially, this is what this story is about. It's a story that kind of um, grew some more legs about a month or so ago, if I'm not mistaken. So essentially, this is this is essentially uh, the, the the quick here. Malika Andrews is like a, I would say she's a feminist. I think if you asked her if she was that, I'm sure she would identify herself as that. So she usually takes very strong positions in that direction. Um, you see her get into a lot of confrontation with a lot of her male counterparts. Uh, at ESPN, there are various videos that entail this, but anyway, um, apparently there was this conversation around the lack of pay for WNBA players, and essentially, I guess there was a movement out there for there to be equality in the pay between NBA players and WNBA players. Now, initially, this conversation started with Lisa Leslie. When she went on the shop. So what we want to do is I want to quickly play, want to quickly play uh, what Lisa Leslie's had to say during on the shop. And this was this question was prompted actually by, by LeBron James. And then I want you guys to take a listen to what Draymond Green had to say afterwards. So take a listen to this exchange here. If it's one thing that you, I don't want to say change, that you feel that can help the WNBA's game out. Help the game out. Okay, so I think the game is looking great. I think it's evolved great. 
I believe that player for player, players are more talented, faster. You can see they're getting that individual training, ball handling skills, shooting. The game is phenomenal. I thought they're playing at a high level. I'm very proud of them. I, I support the WNBA still. I will always, you know, obviously we'd love to have Brittany back home. That That's yeah, important. Sure. Shout, out BG. BG. Shout, Shout out to BG. Shout out to BG. She's yeah. never, you know, far from our thoughts. Yeah. But the WNBA is rocking. What could we have more? I mean, I just think, you know, from a salary standpoint, it, it'd be great for the women to be able to make more money. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of hard work. I think I saw something that said, like, one player that makes maybe $12 million on the NBA team could cover the whole, like, the whole WNBA salary. Yeah, that's what So that's kind of, like, crazy. And, it, and again... You know, we're we're what twenty six years young, so it's not like we're we're comparing ourselves to the NBA. But I do feel like the pay gap would be something that you know we could just take a donation around the NBA. Maybe 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 one night y'all don't go to the casinos. I, I have something on okay. this though, because it pisses me off. It pisses me off because I don't think there's anyone in America that supports the WNBA more than NBA players. hundred like, percent. The NBA players support the WNBA, like... The most. More than we probably support the fucking NBA. And it bothers me. You shouldn't be bothered because the WNBA players, I can tell you 100%, and we had a meeting for our 25th anniversary. We're, like, do Zooms with the the veteran, the legends of the league or whatever, and just talking about it. And I told them on that call... The number one supporter that we have, you guys never focus on, and that is the NBA players. So you heard that exchange. Now, in the aftermath of that, Malika Andrews on ESPN, um, she decided to respond to what Draymond Green had to say in that audio soundbite. So what we want to do is want to quickly play, it's only about a minute long, we want to play what Malika Andrews said in response to Draymond Green, and then we're going to really get into this thing here. So take a listen to her here. Well, here's the thing. I, I'm not going to pretend that I know Draymond incredibly well, but in the conversations that we have had, I believe that he genuinely wants to see change. I think he is coming from a good place. He just said that at the end of the day, he and Megan Rapino want the same thing. But inherently, the problem here, George, is that we're sitting up here talking about Megan Rapino versus Draymond Green, and that's taking away from what we should be talking about, which is equal pay. Here's the thing. This cannot be done. It is not on the oppressed to fix oppression. It has to be done with allyship, which is where someone like Draymond Green, a man, comes into a space that affects predominantly women. But the thing about being an ally is when you come into that space, you should be listening first, not talking first, because there is no one who understands better what these women are going through than these women. If you come into us into this space and say, okay, I'm going to listen, I'm going to take this feedback of what you've been living and what you've been experiencing, and then I'm going to then talk and then offer my ideas, perhaps even away from Twitter, because then it comes off like you're talking at somebody who's been going through something that's incredibly difficult for years and years and years, then maybe we can get to the point where women aren't making 80 cents to every dollar that a man makes. And by the way, that's white women. So you heard uh, what Malika Andrews had to say there. few things. She used the word at the end of her speech there. She used the word oppression. I think that's the worst word you can use. Oh, we're going to compare this to oppression. I thought that was the wrong word to use. Number one. Number two. 
Um, I think recently Will Kane may have gotten into not well. He he made a may, may have made some headlines around something like this, but let's just address this quickly. First of all, the WNBA is a product. It's a product just like the NBA is, right? We have to view these things as products, right? These products are now being marketed by various leagues through their players and other advertising, uh, what is it, mechanisms that they have in place. You have one product in the NBA that a lot of people enjoy patronizing. As a matter of fact, the average viewer, according to Statista, the average number of viewers per NBA game to watch a regular season NBA game across ABC, ESPN, and TNT for the for 2022-2023 season was 1.5 million, 1.59 million viewers. In the WNBA, as of the 2022 season, this is according to Sports Lulu. Average viewership of WNBA games was around 379,000 in the 2022 regular season. Let's pause the video there. Those two numbers are incredibly different, right? Incredibly different. We didn't also mention attendance because NBA arenas hold roughly 20,000 fans. And I think attendance revenue makes up about 40% of the, all of the revenue, if I'm not mistaken, 35 to 40% of all of the revenue. So you have League A, which is the NBA, which gets more viewers, which gets more fans that, that, that attend games, which has more fans that patronize the products, which has fans, you know, buying all of these different things associated with the sport. And they make X amount of revenue. You have the other league, which has its numbers and they make, why am I on the revenue? Obviously, this product makes more than that product. So how is it, how is it that product Y is being oppressed by product by product X? How is the NBA oppressing the WNBA? They have two different products and people think that this product is better. Why is it becoming upon this particular league to now solve the problems of this other league, number one. Number two, she says something, and this really goes to show you the mentality of Malika Andrews and anyone that, that you're, you're talking about an absolutely warped, warped mentality. You are somebody that's begging. Let's not get it twisted. You're in the position of a beggar here. You're going to somebody to ask them for something and you're dictating the terms. What Draymond Green should have done is listen... Draymond doesn't have to do anything because Draymond didn't come to you asking you for anything. So he has to do nothing. You're, Draymond is the one that's in the power position. You're not. So you don't get to make demands or dictate how the conversation is going to go, which further shows you the absolute delusion that exists within this conversation, first of all. You're coming to me to ask me for money and you're going to tell me how I should respond to what you're telling me help me understand and i'm supposed to be taking you seriously why does draymond green need to take any approach he doesn't need he needs to take the position of listening is it is his money in this case so he doesn't need to take any position he can listen to it however he wants to listen to it and you don't get to dictate those terms because you're the one begging now let me get to another example let me tell you why this looks weak 
We just recently produced a show, and it all depends on when you're seeing the show. We just recently produced a show of about a, a recent contract that's being offered to Mbappe, who's a soccer player, a soccer superstar, worth $1.1 billion. And if he were to ink that deal, he would make $776 million in one year. Mbappe. And you had other NBA players that were joking around talking about, man, do they have any deals for me? I would go over there, blah, blah, blah. Joking, right? Because of the amount of money that these guys in soccer are making. Ronaldo making $200 million a year. All of these different things, right? Now, imagine if NBA players started talking about inequality, about, oh, well, why are these guys making more, more than us? More money than us? I mean, we're athletes too. Why are they making? They need to help us. We're over here being oppressed. They need to find a way to help us move our agenda. Why would they need to do that? They have a product that is more successful. They have a product that more people want to watch. So therefore, they're going to earn more money. Why would they need to help you? And how are you being oppressed by their success? How are those two things related? Are NBA players standing in front of WNBA arenas stopping fans from coming through the door? No. They just think that the NBA is a more interesting product to watch. And that's all. So I don't understand why the players need to feel incentivized or feel obligated to do something. Why should they? If they want to, fantastic. If they don't want to, they don't have to. Because they're not oppressing anyone. They're going out there and doing their job. And a good amount of people think it's a great product. And to sit there from a position of weakness, in this case, if we're talking about dollars and cents, to now dictate to the person you're looking to help you on how they're supposed to conduct themselves as they're engaging with this issue shows, I mean, shows a flagrant level of delusion and just zero self-awareness. It's really alarming. And I know that the people that think like this now, does inequality exist? In the system, you, you you better believe it. You better believe it. Does sexism exist? It 100% exists, but it doesn't exist just in one direction. I'll repeat it once more. Sexism exists, but it just doesn't exist in only one direction. There's certain benefited adults that we've all grown accustomed to accepting that nobody says a mumbling word about. Nobody. I'll give you an example. Which is more likely to draw attention? If you heard a story of a woman beating up a man, or if you heard a man beating up a woman, which one do you think is going to draw more attention? Who do you think they're going to listen to more if there's a physical dispute? Who do you think gets listened to more? If a, a couple gets a divorce, who do you think the court systems are leaning toward? Now, is that fair? No, you explain to me, is it fair? Of course it's not fair, but we've, we've come accustomed to accepting these things. There's sexism all throughout society on both on both sides. Does Am I saying that, oh, it needs to stay the same? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that it exists. So before you raise your hand up and start hollering about what you're facing, know that other people are facing it too. I'll give you guys another example. Right now, we're in a climate where it is absolutely okay, well, in the United States at least, to openly 
bash men and nobody's supposed to say anything. You had a situation between a couple and the guy said something about, you know, a person that got recently got married and he wanted to, you know, have something with his wife and she was tired. And the woman is reporting on it saying, what a disgusting man. What a disgusting male. I'm like, why don't you just say what? What a disgusting person. And if the shoes were reversed and it was a man reporting and said, what a disgusting woman. How many women will stand up and say, why are you speaking to a woman like this? No, help me understand it. Even my wife and I, we argue about it sometimes. And she knows I don't go for the BS. I don't go for the BS at all. I love her to death, but we part ways on that one. I'll give you guys an example. We can be sitting there watching a the show, whatever. She'll see a guy, oh man, he's so ugly. But if I see a woman and I say, but she's so ugly, she'll say, don't say that. She's a woman. I said, but you don't have no issue when you say that about the guy. All of a sudden it becomes very quiet. It becomes very quiet. There are certain things that are just acceptable. That we just accept in reality. Some things are overt and some things are more subtle. But for Malika Andrews or anybody like that, that feels that type of way, I, you can't even, you, you, you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even, if I met somebody like that in reality, me and that person would not be able to be, would not be able to converse for longer than two to three seconds. Because the minute I hear you say something, the minute I even hear you open up your mouth and I'm walking off. I'm walking off. I am walking off. I might you wouldn't even you wouldn't even I wouldn't even be there to, to hear you finish your sentence. The minute I sense you're that type of person, I'm walking off. I don't want to engage with you. I don't want to hear your perspective. I'd rather go listen to dogs bark at each other than engage in that foolishness. It's just not my conversation. It's just not my conversation. And people at and, and, and ESPN wonders why people are so sick of Malika Andrews. Did you hear how she was talking? Does this sound like somebody we need to be taking seriously about anything? Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. Yesterday was a very, very interesting day. Why? Because I was scrolling through the internet, right? And I actually have this posted on my uh, what is it? My Instagram. If you guys want to follow me on Instagram, it's C Tabanz, C T A B A N Z, or follow us on, on Instagram as well. And Dreamers Pro, Dreamers Pro. So I was going through my Instagram, and while I was on there, I came across a post, right? That flashed across my screen, and this post initially was posted by Bleacher Report. So I click on the post and I actually shared it in my story. And I could not believe what I saw in this post. It says you can look at it. Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabian club Al Hilal is offering a record breaking one point one billion dollars to bring over Mbappe on a one year deal. Transfer fee to PSG would be three hundred and thirty two million and his salary would be $776 million unreal. I saw that. And you know when you see something that is so like preposterous, you just start laughing. Like, I, I can't believe what I just saw. So I started laughing. It was, just, it, I mean, it was just, uh, it was that crazy, right? It was that crazy. And then I started to think about some of the big athletes that we know, 
the LeBrons, the Floyd Mayweathers, the Patrick Mahomes, the Tom Bray, all of these guys. And I started to think about these guys. And as someone that covers the NBA extensively, you know, I started to realize that the money that these guys are making in the football field makes a lot of these guys in the NBA and in these other sports, you know, I don't want to use the word, but it makes them look like small, small boys compared to them. Right. So I came across an article this morning from a website called marketwatch.com, which had some pretty, pretty uh, interesting information that I want to share with you guys. So let me just get into this article here. NBA players react to reportedly $776 million offer for soccer star Kai Leon Mbappe. PSG uh, star Mbappe is one of the best football footballers in the world, and one team is reportedly willing to pay him $776 million uh, for his services. Article continues on. French soccer club Paris Saint-Germain has entered negotiations with Saudi Arabian club Al-Hilal for star striker Mbappe, according to multiple reports. Mbappe who's in the last year of his contract could receive a massive payday of $776 million for one year uh, as part of the deal, according to reports from CBS and Fabrizio Romano, by far the richest single, by far the richest single season sports contract ever given out. That number would include commercial deals. Uh, Romano reported in addition to Mbappe's soccer obligations to the club. So that's what he said. And then uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, we put up a poll on our channel where we essentially asked our audience the question, which was um, if the Saudis were to create some type of uh, what do you call it? Some basket, some type of basketball league. Do you believe that these NBA stars would find a find a way to basically migrate over there? And when we put up that poll, that poll is generated, let me say, about 10,000 votes right now. And roughly 85% of the people said, hell yes, a lot of these NBA players would actually find a way to migrate over. Now, let me just tell you um, some interesting things about this contract. I saw another post from Bleach Report, which said this, and this is just freaky. It says, comparing Kylian Mbappe's $776 million deal. Next slide. 531 LeBron James all-time NBA earnings. 494 Patrick Mahomes deals deal through 2031. And basically it goes on and on and on. You have another the value of the Arizona Coyotes 450 million. Serena Williams career earnings 450 million. Uh the New York Mets entire payroll 367 million. Tom Brady's all-time NFL earnings 332 million. Uh Cristiano Ronaldo's earnings per year at $213 million. This these 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 soccer players, man, are on a totally they're on a completely different plane altogether. Now, when we put up that post, a lot of pe- some people were like, "No, they wouldn't leave. These guys, the big guys wouldn't go. The big guys will stay behind, you know, still holding on to hope." No, 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 no. They'll still stay here because, well, you know, they're staying here. And a lot of people, other people that responded to them like, "No, you don't understand this thing." Uh, there's, there's a phrase that's called money money talks and money absolutely talks. Let me tell you what Giannis said. Giannis says, Al-Hilal, can you take me? I look like Mbappe. That was, that's what Giannis said. LeBron James said, he put up a, a gif 
or gif, however you want to call it. Me heading to Saudi when they call Rich Paul and Maverick Carter for one year for that one year deal. You see LeBron running over there. There you have another one. You have Damian Lillard. One year, 776, $776 million. What the F? LOL. Let me tell you something. These guys are moved by money. Forget about what you heard. Forget about... If those boys found a way to create some type of league out there, I, I can assure you that a lot of them will leave the United States and they wouldn't even think twice. Why? Number one... Some people don't have this emotional attachment to just being in, in their in their local play, the country where they're from, number one. Number two, a good amount of NBA players travel. So they don't have this thing of, well, I need to be around what I'm used to. A lot of these people, a lot of these guys are well traveled and they don't have any issues staying staying in other parts of the world. If you assume that, I think you're probably speaking from your own experience. A lot of these guys, I don't think, have that issue. Um, number one. Number two. A lot of them can live the exact life that they're living in the United States. They can live in, in those other countries at a very, very high level. So it wouldn't be that much of a difference. Now, there'll be some little things that'll be different, but I don't think enough to make you want to miss out on three, four hundred million dollars. There's nothing that I would pass up on to say, well, I'd rather no. I, I, I truly, truly, uh, what is it? I truly, truly doubt that a lot of them will forgo that kind of money. Recently, I just uh, heard some news uh, that uh, Kemba Walker who former Charlotte Hornet, former New York Nick, just recently signed a deal to play for uh, the basketball team of Monaco. You guys know Monaco. Uh, let me tell you something. I can I can almost assure you, for his time in Monaco, he is not going to miss not one single day living in the United States. Nobody that's been to Monaco, and I've been there one time, nobody will go to Monaco and say, oh man, I miss, it's, it's, I'm sorry, it's not. You're talking about the richest place in the world in terms of the 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 amount of billionaire. There are more billionaires per capita in Monaco than there's anywhere else in the world. So a guy like that living out there, trust me, there's no, I'm telling you for free. There's no way in the United States I'll be like, oh man, nah. There's absolutely nothing like it. You have Nice right down the corner. You're in the French Riviera. You can go to Italy. You can go to various places around. You know, you can go to various places around the country or whatever it is. So to me, man, um, I thought it was hilarious. It goes to show you that these soccer players, these guys are the ones commanding the real, I mean, the real money in the sports world. Unfortunately, the way we cover sports in the United States, we have a very, um, what, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Myopic way of covering sports where a lot of American sports fans, unfortunately, are uninformed about things that are happening outside the U.S., which is why if you have an opportunity to travel, that's the best thing you can do for yourself. If there are any parents watching this video, the best thing you can do for your kids is travel with them. I'm not talking about traveling from state to state. I'm talking about traveling to another country, another part of the world. It doesn't have to be Europe. It can be anywhere. Uh, traveling really opens your mind, right? So to me, unfortunately, the United States media has done a lot of Americans a disservice by basically putting them in a bubble that they don't really believe. So when you say stuff like, oh, LeBron is the biggest super, no, he's not. The, the biggest names in sports are all football players. It's football players and then it's everybody else. You can now be fighting for the next, whoever wants to come next. There are only a few American athletes that I believe that on that level, in terms of name and notori notoriety, obviously, I would say, of course, you have maybe Michael Jordan, who is universally recognized all over the universe. You have a Michael Jordan. Uh, of course, you had a Muhammad Ali. You had guys like that. 
Um, but if you're talking about modern day active guys, it's all football players. Cristiano Ronaldo, Messi, these guys, Mbappe, these are the biggest boys on the block. The by it's not even it's not even disputable. It's not it's not even up for the conversation. You got I think they were offering Mbappe another deal. Or was Mbappe was it uh, Messi offering him four hundred million dollars a year? You, where are you going to find these type of contracts? In? You just can't find number one. The 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 there's not enough people to pay. Uh, this design of interest so to me i thought it was pretty hilarious to show you that i'm sure a lot of these guys are sitting back like damn i'm over here flexing i'm nothing to these dudes i mean for for mbappe to be able to earn basically all of what a lebron or patrick mahone can earn patrick and that's with endorsements to earn in a year or maybe maybe not probably what they they, they earn uh, with endorsements totally to earn that in one season it's a joke it's a joke. Nobody. I don't even care if you have the best endorsements. You're not making four hundred million dollars a year. You're, there's no way you're making four hundred million dollars a year playing any sports in the, in the United States. What league is going to pay you? Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. Y'all already know how I feel about Ben Simmons. I mean, you guys already know this. Y'all already know this. I do. I try my best to not spend much time talking about this guy because I'm going to say what I said. And I've always said this. Ben Simmons is one of the biggest time wasters I've seen come out of the NBA in a year. There are a lot of them, but he's at, I mean, he's at the top. He's the, he's a, he's a crumble of crumb, man. He's the, you know, he's the top of the shelf when we're talking about time wasters uh, in the NBA. Now, this morning, because some of you wonder if you don't like talking about Ben Simmons, why are you talking about him today? Well, this morning I was doing some research and something told me, something told me, hey, check Yahoo Sports, see what they're talking about this morning. So I go over there and then I come across an article which was published about three or four days ago by Kaylee Lawson Freeman. And basically the article says, report, Ben Simmons credited with one year of service for the 76ers season he didn't play. The minute I heard that story, I was like, this is a typical Ben Simmons story. So, 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 so let me just get into this story here. The article can, y'all just listen to this. Ben Simmons was credited with a year of service for the season he didn't play for the Philadelphia 76ers and was traded to the Brooklyn Nets, according to a report from ESPN. The information reportedly came as a part of a previously um, undisclosed side letter. In the NBA's new collective bargaining agreement, this report comes almost a month after the CBA was released ahead of free agency in June. Years of service matter when eligibility for new deals and maximum contracts values are being determined. The league's decision was reportedly contested by officials from several teams who felt he should have not received credit for the 2021-2022 season. While Simmons now has seven official years of service in the league, the ruling is reportedly not intended to set a precedent for future cases. Simmons requested a trade from the Sixers during the 2021 offseason. The request came after the team's second round game seven loss to the Atlanta Hawks. After reporting the training camp ahead of the 2021-22 season, the former LSU Tiger 
opted to not participate or play in any regular season games due to his mental health. In February 2022, he was traded to the Nets in a deal that saw James Harden go to the 76ers. In Brooklyn, the three-time All-Star remained on the bench, dealing with various knee and back issues. He underwent back surgery in April 2022 to address lower back pain from a herniated disc. During that time, he reportedly filed a grievance against the Sixers, who had withheld about $20 million of his salary. He was still paid by the Nets for his time during the 2021-2022 season. He also reportedly settled with Philadelphia in August of 2022 to regain some of the salary the team withheld. Those specifics have not been reported. And then the article basically goes on to waste some more time of our time talking about Ben Simmons. So you heard what the article had to say about Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, Lord have mercy. Ben Simmons went to the playoffs. He played terribly. He wasn't the only one that played terribly in that season, but he was the one that played the worst. I would say Ben Simmons played the worst in that entire playoff year. If I'm being honest with you, he played absolutely horrendously in that series. They lose the series, his coach and his teammate, Joel Embiid, who is now looking like a, like a joke himself. They all said, we don't know if this is the dude. He got mad. He didn't show up to work. Pause the video. That right there should already been the problem. What self-respecting professional gets into an argument with his boss or his boss says something about him, or not even his boss, his his colleague and because doc rivers is not ben simmons's boss really it's the owners and the guys that paid the check or whatever you know what i'm saying and then that person says while they're still in the contract goes you know what i'm not i'm not, I'm not coming to work no more and on top of that i want you guys to trade me to another team and on top of that while i'm not working i want you guys to pay me this ladies and gentlemen is the the ben simmons way this is the ben simmons way and the irony in all of this is even when he got to Brooklyn, listen to this. Ben Simmons gets to Brooklyn. The videos are there. Brooklyn was nearing, gearing for the playoffs. So I think they were already in the playoffs against the Celtics. There's videos of Ben Simmons working out. Yeah, man, I'm getting close. I'm getting close. You know, I'm getting close. I'm getting close. Nets go up and go down 0-3. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm gonna make it. I think he, I think I have an injury. Now, here's the question we got to ask yourself. If Ben Simmons had an injury, how did he pass that physical to get traded? I mean, y'all help, help me understand the Ben Simmons supporters. Let me know in the comments. Say, how did he do it? He gets the, he gets the, he gets the, not the Philly. He gets the Brooklyn. He doesn't play. The next year, you would think that Ben Simmons will come back and have an incredible season. Do you know what Ben Simmons did last year? This is a former all-star, former all-defensive player. This man put up seven points. Zero re zero assist. I mean zero threes. Shot fifty six percent from the field. Something like that's a great percentage. Nah, when you attempt five point six shots, less than less than what, less than six shots a game. That ain't no ain't nobody clapping for you. He shoots forty four percent from the free throw line. Let me guess. He was going through some mental stuff to shoot forty four percent. Then he shot sixty three. It got six point six six point three rebounds and six point one assists and two turnovers. And at one point got relegated to being a bench player. And at the end of all of that, he now somehow gets to escape through. He got his money for not playing, and he continues to march on. This is the Ben Simmons way.
This is how Ben Simmons rolls. One of the biggest wastes of time in the entire NBA. Ben Simmons himself. And then when you had people that could actually interview this guy and talk to him like a J.J. Redick, he goes up there and is rubbing him on his rubbing him on his tummy. Not willing to ask him not even one serious question. Just there, oh, well, Ben, you know, it's not your fault. It's everybody else's fault. This is Ben Simmons for y'all, man. Just felt like I need to give you guys a quick update on what's happening in the life and times of Ben Simmons, one of the biggest time wasters in NBA history. Thank you for listening to today's show. And don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms.